As a husband and as a dad, Dennis Rainey has not always done it right. He remembers times when he embraced his role to to lead courageously. I remember one time when uh, our daughters came downstairs ready for church, and one of our daughters was wearing a dress that was immodest. And instead of telling her to go change, I was wimpy. I didn't engage her because I didn't want to experience the pain of the conflict. All of us make mistakes that we can look back on and have some regrets about. But the key is, as we look forward, how are you going to protect your family today? How are you as a man going to take responsibility and not give evil a chance to triumph in your family? This is Family Life Today. Our host is the president of Family Life, Dennis Rainey, and I'm Bob Lapine. We'll talk today about what it means for a man to stand firm in the faith, to act like a man and to be strong, to let all that he does be done in love. Stay tuned. Welcome to Family Life Today. Thanks for joining us. You think those who have been with us all this week have been kind of feeling the, smelling the testosterone as we've been talking about what authentic manhood ought to look like? Uh, uh, Calling men to step up. In fact, a call to courageous manhood is what we have been talking about. You know, here's the thing, Bob. We watch TV. We watch a sporting event. And we watch the golfers, the football players, the baseball players, basketball, doesn't matter what season it is. And and you hear somebody say, he stepped up his game. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're used to using this phrase, stepping up. It is used all the time. Now, I know I'm sensitive to those two words because that's the name of a book I just finished. I've been working on for more than uh, 10 years. But I do feel like Men today need someone in their lives calling them to step up and out of boyhood and adolescence and step fully into manhood and to be the man God made them to be. Well, and and we've already acknowledged this week that this is a theme that God seems to be stirring in our culture today. We talked about the movie that's coming out in the fall that the folks at Sherwood Baptist have put together called Courageous, and it's around the same theme It is. In fact, it's interesting that so many different um, Christian organizations, groups, churches are all raising the same issue. And the guys at Sherwood seem to have their their fingers on a pulse that I believe it's something God wants to do in the church. And I think this movie is going to stir individual Christians and I hope men to step up and be courageous in and their most fundamental callings in life. What what you've done in the book is kind of chart the trajectory a man follows from boyhood, which dads can help make more intentional for their sons by pointing them in, in the right direction and calling them onto the right path. And then adolescence, which is full of all kinds of traps that uh, a, a young man needs to be navigated through so that he can get to mature manhood. And, and, and one that um, every man needs to understand that his son desperately needs him to engage him during this period of time and not just kind of wipe his hands and say, 
It's done. He's a teenager now. He's 16, 17, 18 years old. My influence is over. No, it's not. Mm -hmm. There will come a time when your influence will be lessened substantially, but until that time, we're charging men to reach down to those young men and adolescents and call them fully up to the manhood step. Step on up to what it means to be a man and step away from, well, the lure of, of childishness and acting like a boy and prolonging youthfulness too long. Well, and if a guy is going to call younger men to step fully up onto the platform of manhood, he's got to be there himself. And to be there, he's got to know what it looks like. And as we've already said, a lot of guys just don't know what it looks like. And, and you've said it looks like taking initiative rather than just drifting into passivity. And one of the places where that initiative starts is in the area of spiritual initiative. Being a spiritual leader in a marriage relationship and in a home, in a community, a single man can still be a spiritual leader in his community, whether he's exercising that in a home setting or not. But it goes beyond spiritual initiative, doesn't it? It does. It goes to the area of protecting, protecting your your own life, your own heart, protecting your wife, and protecting your, your children and your family. And I believe for a number of men today, Bob, I believe they're being called to protect their community. They're being called to make a difference where they live in their church, in their neighborhood, uh, perhaps in, in a larger span of control in their, their community or state. But I believe men are called to protect others who could be preyed upon by evil. One quick quote here. It's a familiar quote by Edmund Burke. He said, all that is necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. And I actually spend a good bit of time in one of the chapters in the book talking about how good men, really good men, can easily do nothing. In fact, from my own life, I wrote about some of the things that I wish I had pushed back against. As a single man, I didn't push back against peer pressure, and I went with the flow. I'm ashamed of the evil that I encouraged and participated in. As a married man, early in our marriage, I didn't protect my wife when we had six kids in 10 years, for example. All the demands and expectations of others who had no idea of the load she was carrying. I should have protected her. I remember one time when, when uh, our daughters came downstairs ready for church, and one of our daughters was wearing a dress that was immodest, and instead of telling her to go change, I was wimpy. I didn't engage her because I didn't want to experience the pain of the conflict. And so I was a good man who did nothing. And then there was a time when a teacher at school really wasn't being very fair or kind to one of our children, and I allowed it to go on too long. I finally did step up, but I should have stepped up sooner. All of us make mistakes that we can look back on and have some regrets about. But the key is, as we look forward, how are you going to protect your family today? How are you as a man going to take responsibility and not give evil a chance to triumph in your family? You know, I'll never forget hearing an essay on the radio. This was more than a decade ago. And um, the essayist is a woman named Frederica Matthews Green. She was talking about her daughter working 
at a pizza restaurant, and her daughter was a delivery driver for the pizza restaurant. And she said, my daughter told me that uh, one night at work, an order came in, and they read it out. She was the next one to take out pizzas, and they read out, okay, here's your here's the order. It goes to, and they read out the address. She said, the guy standing next to me grabbed it out of my arms, and he said, I'll take that. You're not going to that part of town. Hmm. And Frederica Matthews Green said, you know, we live in a culture that talks about gender equality and gender neutrality. But she said everybody can resonate with the idea that there are parts of town that you don't let young women go to by themselves. They go accompanied by someone who will protect them. And this idea of men being the protectors, I think it goes bone deep. I think it resonates in the hearts of men and in the hearts of women. It, it does. And I'll give you an illustration from our own, our own marriage and family recently. We just had our 17th grandbaby born. Little girl, Alice Pearl, six pounds, four ounces. We're excited to welcome uh, Alice Pearl to the family. And um, um, the question was, was Barbara going to go visit uh, our daughter and and son-in-law and and celebrate the birth of the baby? And was she going to do it alone or was she going to do it with me? My schedule was such that um, I had a good excuse not to go. And, and yet, as I, as I stepped back, I, w- I was actually thinking along the lines of the story you just told uh, about the wrong part of town. I just don't like the idea of my wife traveling by herself. And if I can travel with her and, you know, get the car and get the bags and get the hotel room and get there safely, that just seems more prudent mm-hmm. rather than allowing my wife to go by herself. And she's gone by herself on occasion. And in, in, in this particular occasion, I could have stayed home. But I chose to go with her because I wanted to see my granddaughter, for one thing, and my daughter. But I also wanted to protect my wife. And there are a number of principles that I write about in the book, um, Stepping Up, A Call to Courageous Manhood, that I just want to list here, Bob, just in terms of coaching men on how to protect their wives and their their families. The first one is protecting your marriage. I don't meet with women uh, alone for lunch. I don't have lunch with any other woman other than my wife. I don't travel alone in a car with a woman other than my wife. I don't meet with women in my office unless the door is open or the window. There's a window there clearly. Uh, evident where everybody can see what's taking place in there. As a man, you have ways that you communicate to your wife that you're protecting and preserving your marriage and your relationship. And some of these things may seem like small matters, but to our wives, it builds 30-foot thick walls that are 100 feet high around your marriage relationship. And it lets her know you're the man you're taking responsibility for her, and you're going to protect your relationship. So as men, we need to take initiative to establish concrete ways that we protect our marriage. What else does protecting look like for a man? Well, you know, there's one more way, too, that I forgot about, Bob. We had date nights, a standing date night on Sunday night during the child-bearing and child-rearing years of our marriage. Uh, 
now we're empty nesters, so we can have a date any night. <laughs> but we took the time to preserve and protect our marriage in the midst of raising kids. And a lot of our listeners are in the midst of some of the most challenging days they'll ever experience as couples. And I just encourage the the dads listening, find a way to to discover a babysitter. If you want to give your wife a great gift, I mean, some of your wives would, they'll go crazy. They'll, they'll say, you found a babysitter so we could get away, so we could talk, so we could have some time together. That's really important in terms of uh, protecting your marriage. When it comes to protecting uh, your, your family and your children, one of the most exciting ways that we've come up with here at Family Life is Passport to Purity. There are a number of families that are taking their 11, 12, 13-year-olds through, through a weekend getaway called Passport to Purity, and there's nothing better than a dad getting away with his son and listening to those, those CDs and, and talking about issues of peer pressure, of self-esteem, of who God is in the young man's life, of moral boundaries, and, and also talking about sex and how far you're going to go with, with a girl prior to marriage, and helping that young man establish spiritual and moral boundaries in his life. A boy at the age of 10, 11, 12, 13 really needs a daddy to talk with him honestly and frankly about this and doesn't need him to back out of his life and allow the world to educate him. Well, and and you're up against some pretty stiff competition as a dad because Tell me about it. The 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 peer group, the the culture, the, the impulses of of your child's heart and life. The media that has access to your child's life. I mean, if there has ever ever been a time for men and I'm going to use an old agricultural term here. I know that. But the imagery is good. Jesus used it. If there's ever been a time for men to have both hands on the plow, looking straight ahead, mm-hmm. knowing where he's going and how he's doing, it's today, especially with his marriage and with his children. Helping your sons grow up to be young men who understand the sex drive and what's about to happen to their bodies before it happens. Right. So they're not caught off guard. You gotta be alert, you gotta be in the game, you gotta know what's coming, and you gotta be involved. And that's not just during the pre adolescent years, that's all through adolescence. Yeah, and, and passport to purity will give you a great weekend with your son. Also is a great weekend for a mother daughter. But it, it what it does is it'll establish a foundation of knowledge and an experience with your son. So that from that point, as you go through 13, 14, 15 years of age, all the way through adolescence, you'll be able to revisit those themes with your son. And you'll be able to talk with him about, uh, you know, a simple illustration of how close to the edge of the cliff are you going to go with the opposite sex, son. Right, right. So when you say that, instantly he knows exactly what you're talking about, and you can re-engage with him. Our sons need us to engage with them, and especially around issues like pornography, Mm -hmm. not asking if they've seen anything, but what have they seen. Mm -hmm. If you've got a child who's 13, I'm sorry to report to you, but more than likely, they have been exposed to some kind of pornography. And I would much rather my son at the age of 13, 14, or 15, 
share that he had seen it and what he had seen and talk with me about it, then bury it and screw the lid down tight and hide it and be confused by it and never talk to to me as a father or his mom about it, I would much rather he talk with me and have the conversation to get it out in the open so we can talk about it and we can talk about the enticement and we can we can have a discussion like you find in Proverbs chapter 4, 5, 6, and 7 where the older father is uh, advising and admonishing the young man about uh, the harlot, the prostitute, the one who entices with uh, her dress, her look, and her invitations. What does it look like for a dad to be protecting his daughter through the adolescent years and beyond? Well, I think I mentioned this earlier, but um, I think a dad needs to interview his daughter's dates. And um, I said plural, didn't I? Uh, They will have multiple dates, more than likely. And uh, many of our listeners have heard me talk about this, how I interviewed, I don't know, somewhere around 30, 35 young men actually wished I'd had a T-shirt made that said, I survived Mr. Rainey's interview. (laughs) But, you know, Bob, young men today really need dads to engage them and expect them to treat their daughters uh, with dignity and nobility. I I got an email from a dad who had read my book, Interviewing Your Daughter's Date, and um, he had interviewed a young man, and he talked about... uh, uh, what he wanted to to be when he finished growing up and uh, was in adulthood. And the young man said, I, I might uh, like to be a fireman. And the father said, that, that's good, that, that's good. And they finished their conversation, and evidently the young man passed muster because he allowed his daughter to go on a date with this young man. And when the young man uh, arrived at the door to pick up uh, the, the father's daughter, the father stepped forward with the daughter, and also with something unusual in his hands. He had a fire extinguisher. <laughs> he sent the fire extinguisher with his daughter you and the fi- young man. You want to be a firefighter? Here's a tool, son. <laughs> on the date. That's a true story. Happened to one of our listeners, and they wrote us to tell us about it. Here's the point. As dads, we need to engage life where it's happening with our kids. And one of the big areas is uh, a relationship with the opposite sex. And I haven't written this book because I haven't finished interviewing all the guys yet that I've got to interview. But I also think that dads need to have some heart-to-heart conversations with the young men who come to ask for their daughter's hand in marriage. Mm. And I've told uh, the young men who've come to me asking for my daughter's hand in marriage that they could ask for the hand. But they couldn't have it until they meet with me and have four conversations around issues I know they're going to face after they get married. Now, here's the point, Bob. After they get married, these conversations are off limits unless the young man invites you in to have these conversations. But until he gets the prize... As a father, the door is wide open. I'm telling you, it's not only open, it is our responsibility as daddies to protect our daughters before these young men get the prize because after they get the prize, they may not they may not be quite as teachable from <laughs> you as a father as they currently are. Well, of course, we've got copies of your book Interviewing Your Daughter's Date in our Family Life Today Resource Center. 
And then Vody Bauckham wrote a book that's like the one you're talking about writing. Uh, He wrote a book called What He Must Be If He Wants to Marry My Daughter. And we've got that in our Family Life Today Resource Center as well. So if our listeners are interested, they can go online and get uh, copies of those books. But I think the, the big point you're making here is that there's a role that men play as protectors. And it's a part of what authentic, courageous, mature masculinity looks like. And and you cover that in the book that you've written called Stepping Up, A Call to Courageous Manhood. And I want to encourage our listeners to get a copy of that book. In fact, if they can help us with a donation, we'll send the book to them as a thank you gift. All you have to do is go online at familylifetoday.com and make a donation. When you do, Type the words Step Up into the key code box on the online donation form, and we'll send a copy of Dennis's brand new book, Stepping Up, A Call to Courageous Manhood. We'll send that out to you as a thank you gift for your donation. Or call 1-800-FL-TODAY, make a donation over the phone, and again, ask for a copy of the book Stepping Up, and we'll send it to you. If you'd like to order multiple copies, uh, those are available for sale, and you can find out more online or when you call us. But we want to make the book available to any of you who will help support the ministry. And we appreciate your financial support. We're listener-supported. Without uh, your donations, we could not continue on this station and on our network of stations all across the country. So thanks in advance for whatever you're able to do in supporting Family Life today. And with that, we got to wrap things up. Hope you have a great weekend. Hope you and your family are able to worship together this weekend. And I hope you can join us on Monday. Kay Arthur is going to be here, and we're going to talk about the problem of pain and about what the Bible has to say about it. She's just written a new book called When the Hurt Runs Deep, and we'll visit with her on Monday. Hope you can be here as well. I want to thank our engineer today, Keith Lynch, and our entire broadcast production team. On behalf of our host, Dennis Rainey, I'm Bob Lapine. We will see you back next time for another edition of Family Life Today. Family Life Today is a production of Family Life of Little Rock, Arkansas. Help for today. Hope for tomorrow. For us, it's whether we sleep in the dark or with the nightlight on. She's always cold. I'm always hot. Marriage. It's the union of two very different individuals with some very specific tastes. The way I blow my nose bugs my wife. Chewing gum is a small source of major conflict in our marriage. How to eat food. I never do it right. The kind of music on the radio. (laughs) Which way the toilet paper hangs. (laughs) That list could go on for hours. But it's important for every couple to remember 1 Peter 4, verse 8. Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers a multitude of sins. Whether it's the toothpaste tube or your timeliness, some things just aren't worth fighting over. If you do have to confront your mate, remember to do it in love. The way I drive. What time we go to bed and get up. Choose your battles wisely. Brought to you by Family Life Today and Weekend to Remember, love like you mean it. Thank you for listening to Family Life Today. And now I'd like to take just a second to tell you about a great new way to listen to our program. It's called Zubio. Every day, Zubio gathers all of your favorite shows, just like Family Life Today, into a unique, personalized playlist that automatically downloads to your computer or to your MP3 player. When I use Zubio, every day I wake up and a playlist is created in iTunes of all of my favorite programs. And now instead of listening to a show 
and then backing out three steps and then choosing another show and clicking to listen to it, Zubio instead just plays them sequentially and in whatever order that I predetermine. It allows me to listen to more programs in less time, and I can even skip portions of programs or entire programs really easily. Zubio truly makes my listening experience hassle-free. To find out more, just go to our website, familylifetoday.com, and click on the Zubio icon. Stay connected to Family Life Today and all of your favorite programs with Zubio.